Bill's Hour of Power, episode number two. In this very special episode, I get to sit down and talk to 19-year-old, seven-figure entrepreneur, Gary Lim. So Gary is a dropshipper. Dropshipping is also the business model that I do as well. And he is somebody who comes from Singapore and has just had a really amazing journey and evolution towards one financial and business growth, but also he's somebody who sees his internal growth reflect within his business. So, so for him and for me as well, and this is how I see it also is that everything's a reflection of yourself, especially when you're an entrepreneur and in a business. Um, everything is an evolution of the mind as you begin to get over your limiting beliefs and believe things are possible and believe you are worthy of what is possible. Then you begin to get opened up to abundance and Gary and I dive deep into this concept of abundance, and I've learned so much from Gary, um, just from being his friend for the past year and getting to talk to him about this kind of stuff. Um, he has a very strong ability to just reflect and to really create this abundance within himself. Um, and it's, and this really is his story. He, he dives deep into his own personal story here and gets very, very personal about the stuff that he went through and how he went through life trying to thinking he'll be happy only if, and that concept led him along to, to searching for different things. And then he would get it and realize he still had a hole inside of himself. And this is his journey towards filling that void. And so this is the first interview with Gary. We're going to sit down with him again later, um, this year. And, um, Really excited to have the privilege to be the first person to interview him. And um, I hope you all enjoy this. And as always, like, comment, and subscribe. Um, it's going to really help this podcast to grow. If you just go to iTunes and give us a, a good rating, it is very much appreciated. And um, all the feedback you have, just send it over to me. Um, I'm very open to feedback. And that's how this podcast is going to be dope nasty. So without further ado, Mr. Gary Lim. <laughs> All right, so I'm here with uh, Gary Lim. Um, Gary's a 19-year-old, seven-figure, multiple seven-figure entrepreneur from Singapore. Um, I first had the privilege of meeting Gary back in Bali, well, probably like a year ago. Yeah, what's up? So I'm from Singapore, and um, I'm 19 years old, and actually I'm turning 20 this year, so um, yeah, 19 turning 20. And I dropped out of school last year, so you know I started running my own online business when I was around 16 years old. And the first business that I started wasn't actually an online business. The first business that I started was actually a power bank business. And I'm not sure if you actually like um, knew about this. I first, a, a, a what business? It was a power bank business. What's, what's, that? what's that mean? So basically power bank is like, you know, those um, like chargers. So it's like a portable charger. Okay. So I was selling like those portable chargers when I first got started. And... I didn't really do well with it because I was selling maybe like one or two pieces a day and then eventually, you know, I was like, fuck, you know, I, I want to like make more money, you know, I, this thing, this thing is cool. It really like showed me that, wow, so much is possible because back then, you know, when I first like got started with like business, I was like, literally like I was a broke kid and dude, like I'll literally do anything for money, man. Like back then I was so fucking obsessed about, you know, can I say like, you know, can I, yeah, oh, cool. say whatever, man. I was so fucking obsessed about making money, dude, it's crazy, man. And then I was like, you know, I saw my friend. So I had this friend last time. His name is Kenji. Great guy. He's running his own agency right now. So doing well. So 
I saw that he was making money selling power banks, and I was like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Because back then I was 16 years old, I was in like a super, I had like such a scarcity mindset, you know, I didn't know that making money was possible at 16 years old, because I've been conditioned by parents to think that way. So, yeah, I saw him that he was, you know, crushing, and he was like, you know, selling power banks, and although, you know, he was selling only like one or two or three pieces a day, and he was making maybe like, you know, $20, $30 per day in profit. But dude, that was crazy to me as like a 16 years old making you know extra like hundred dollars per week. Dude, I would kill for that. Now <laughs> I literally I would do anything to make like extra hundred dollars per week. So you know I talked to him. I was like started like um doing the running the business with him. So I also decided to do the same thing. I bulk ordered the power banks from Alibaba, and then I kind of like posted the listing on Carousel. So basically, Carousel is like an application in singapore where we kind of like display like products and stuff and you know you can kind of like it's like a local exchange market where you can sell products and buy products so i was like displaying all these like power banks on carousel and i was selling maybe like one to three one to two three per day and it got to a point where i was like you know okay cool this is fun but then you know yeah you know i'm making money i was super excited you know because when i first started actually making money at 16 years that was like oh my god i i you know i was so high and i was literally i was so high because when i was from all the way from like, you know, I was like 9, 10 years old, all the way to like 16 years old. I don't know if you guys know about this. Dude, I was in such a scarce mindset and I really wanted to get rich because, you know, when I came from a family, right, then there was like super scarce, you know. I came from like a super like scarce background. You know, my, my dad was always telling me that we didn't have enough and I really thought that, you know, we didn't have enough money, although we kind of did. But then I, I believed that, you know, I was so conditioned to believe that we didn't have enough. So when I was 16, I was like, you know, <laughs> literally would do anything. And then... Moving on, I was like, cool, I want to kind of like move on. So I was looking at, you know, Instagram and I was watching like videos on YouTube and I was seeing that, you know, I was watching guys like Alex Becker and basically Alex Becker is like a super famous internet entrepreneur. He was making videos about how to make money online. And there was this video that he made, you know, it was, you know, how to make $100 per day as a bro, 15 years old, 16 years old. So I was like, okay, cool, I'm going to watch a video. And then I decided to watch a video. And while I was watching the video, you know, I got distracted by the comments. I was browsing through a comment section and I saw this guy. And dude, this guy changed my life, man. So I saw this comment of this 16 years old kid. His name is Hayden Boss. And he's actually right now a very big guy on dropshipping. He's, you know, has over 100,000 subscribers on YouTube and he's crushing it. But back then he had zero. He was nothing, right? Back then he was nothing. That was like three years ago. So he basically, he asked Alex Becker, he said that he wanted to take Alex Becker, which is kind of like a big internet celebrity, out for lunch, you know, right? And then I was like, yo, this guy is 16 years old and he has the audacity, you know, whatever the words pronounced, you know, to like ask like, you know, Alex Becker, you know, out for out for lunch. I was like, who the hell does he think he is, you know? That was the way I was thinking, you know, I was like, whoa, this guy is so much boss. And Alex Becker was saying, no, you know, I can't do it, but then, you know, that's awesome that you have this mindset. I was like, okay, cool. This guy is really interesting. So he left his Instagram down there. So I went to his Instagram and I sent him a message because I was like so curious and I was so like intrigued by the guy because I never seen like someone like that. And in a way, he was almost like a role model for me because he was like one year younger than me. I think he was like 16 as well, but then he was like one year younger. So yeah, I went on Instagram. I spoke to him and I was like, yo, what's up, brother? You know, what, what are you doing, man? How are you making money? Because I saw that on Instagram, although he was 16 years old, you know, he was taking pictures of like, you know, those BMW keys and I don't know whether it was his or what, yeah. but it seemed pretty legit. You know, the guy seemed pretty legit because like he was posting like those images and, you know, he has like really like deep captions and he was talking about like, you know, I could tell that he was like really operating at a high level, although he was like, super young. So I was speaking to him and he said that, you know, he was making around like, I think $5,000 per month or $6,000 per month at like 16 years. So I was so impressed. I was like, dude, back then, you know, I, when I 
Back then, if I could make five thousand dollars per month, dude, I thought that my life would be complete. It was just that was, that was how I was thinking, right? right. <laughs> I thought that you know my life would be complete. You know, like everything, all my problems, in my life, all my insecurities would be gone. Yeah. You know, my parents don't have to suffer anymore. I'll just live like a like a good life if I make five thousand dollars per month. So I was speaking to him, and then he told me that he was using this program to make money. It was basically like a MLM company, it's a multi-level marketing company. So it's like a software and. How the software works is it helps you to grow your Instagram account by you know liking and you know unfollowing and unfollow. It's basically like any kind of like those other you know like Instagram growth like bots. And how they make money by it is basically advertising the platform. So they use that they kind of like you know use the affiliate aspect of the platform to kind of like you know get people into the the, um, the um, program and then that's how they make you know they make like thirty percent off like those people who sign up from. Um, um, from them, so I decided, okay, cool, I'm gonna join this guy because this this seemed like really legit. And then I joined the software, and like three months in, you know, I was like, okay, cool, I'm gonna try to make this work. And I think I had like around like ten people who signed up because of me. And you know, I was literally like, I created an Instagram account, and I was DMing like everyone. You know, I was searching for hashtag entrepreneurs, and then I was DMing like all those people who you know were like seemed like you know they were on the hustle. And I was DMing people trying to sell them the software. Then like, yo, no, this is gonna help you grow your business. You know, you wanna get more Instagram followers. You wanna make more money. You know, yo, this is how I do it. You know, <laughs> what I wasn't doing making any money, but I was like, yo, you know, this is how I make my money. <laughs> so I was really like super. You know, um, I really wanted to make lots of money. So that's what I did. And after a while, I realized that the software is actually really shit. It's <laughs> really, really overpriced. And then the only real value that you get out of it is. Um, by getting people in and making money from it. Were, were, you, were you able to make money from doing that? Yeah, so I got to a point where I was making like $400 a month. You know, it's like a... For $400 a month? Yeah, $400 okay. per month. It was almost like kind of consistent as well because, you know, as long as the people sign up, you'll be paid. Right. So I was super happy. I was making $400 per month. But I got to a point where I realized that, you know, someone was really bad and actually wasn't really paying for any people value. And in a way, I also wanted to, you know, make more money. So I decided to... Hop on to my next venture, which was, you know, Amazon FBA. So, you know, if you guys don't know, like, Amazon FBA is basically, like, selling on Amazon. And you sh- bulk order from, you know, like, the Chinese suppliers on Alibaba. And then you ship it out to the Amazon warehouse. So, when a customer search for the product that you're selling, you know, they go on your listing and then they buy it. Then that's how you make a sale and that's how you make money, right? So, I decided to... <laughs> sell on Amazon but back then you know I was in such a bad mindset I was in a really horrible place in place in life right I was in such a I had a really really scarcity mindset and I, and I wanted to do anything to you know get out of my situation so I was watching like videos you know people talking about how they actually like make money on Amazon and I was too I was in such a scarce mindset that I, I didn't want to buy a course. I was like, you know, this course, I have, they are all scammers, you know. I don't want to buy from them. I don't pay any more money. I'm right. just going to watch a few YouTube videos. So I was so dumb, you know. I was watching this guy, and he basically, he showed us, you know, he used this product as an example, which was a sleeping mask, and he said, you know, guys, you know, this is, I'm going to use this product as an example, but I don't recommend you to use this, sell this product because it's very saturated. But I was like, no, I don't care. I just want to do something. I just want to take action. So literally, I took the same product that he showed us on YouTube and the videos had like around like 30,000 views or something. So probably like a bunch of people actually saw the product and it was such a like stupid product. So I bulk order on Alibaba and I bulk order like 500 pieces of that. And I spent almost like all my life savings. I was like, fuck oh that. Oh my God. <laughs> so you see, you, you had, it's funny because you had a scarce mindset, but you're still willing to spend money on buying the bulk goods. Yeah, so I was willing to do anything to get out of the situation I was in because 
I wasn't able to like think logically, you know. I wasn't able to see like, okay, cool, you know, I need to do my product research, I need to do this, I need to do that. I was just like, you know, I wanna, I'm willing to like do anything to get out of my situation. I saw that, you know, that was like almost like the only way to get out of it. That was in a way like the only, the only hope. So it's kind of like finding you. You want to find a magic pill? Yeah, I was, you know, I was like the get rich quick scheme guy, you know. I was like trying to get rich quick guy, you know. Yeah, I was trying to find the magic red pill, and you know, yeah, well, of course, I kind of messed it up, you know. I um, ship it out to the Amazon warehouse, and then um, I really like mess it up because the the products didn't sell. The, okay, the products sold, but it sold really, really slow. You're selling like two, three pieces a day, and I was like, oh fuck, what am I doing? <laughs> I think I kind of messed up, but I was kind of happy because I saw that you know actually I was taking action, and I always had the belief that I was gonna be successful one day. I just need to like take massive action. So that was my mindset. I was in a state of like I was really scarce with the way I kind of like perceive money. But at the same time, I knew that I was gonna be successful one day because I was always willing to, you know, challenge like my beliefs. I was always willing to, you know, take things to the next level. I was always willing to like hustle super hard. And back then, I was hustling really hard, way harder than I am right now. I was really, really like um, driven right last time. I would work, you know, anywhere from 10 to 12 hours a day while you know going to school, hitting the gym still. So literally, you know, I'll go to sleep and then I'll wake up and then I would, you know, go to school. And when I go to school, I'll be like working on my, you know, Amazon business and, you know, like finding out more ways to make money. And afterwards, I'll immediately, after school, immediately leave the school and go to the airport because the airport is kind of like my favorite place to, you know, go and work. And I'll work there for like, you know, six to eight hours before going to the gym or something like that. So I was literally like living a life and I had zero social life. You know, my friends were almost like, oh, you know, it's kind of a funny story. So, you know, like, Back then, I had kind of like a few friends, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, kind of, I kind of have a lot of friends. And we were in like somewhat like a clique. But then, you know, the moment I started, you know, like going on this like business route, it was kind of funny because the people, they started to like, you know, sign see me differently and in a way like kind of like doubt me and something. I was kind of sad because I felt really uh, like um, lonely at the point of time. And it felt like, you know, everyone was almost, it was like almost me against the world, you know, that was how I felt like back then. But that really like inspired me to take action. Yeah, and it kind of got to the point where I was just super, like, down and super miserable. And I was just, you know, in a way, like, using, like, work to escape. I was just, like, trying to, like, um, kind of, like, make money just to escape from everything, you know, in life. And, yeah, that's, that was, like, the, my the, my first, you know, my the, the first half of my journey, right? Right. So, so you're basically, you're still, you're still in high school at this point in time. You're doing something totally different from what normal kids do in high school right yeah so most most kids aren't hanging out working trying to make money while they're in high school they're probably like i don't know in singapore they're probably studying a lot (laughs) yeah bro that was crazy man you know you know when i when i told my friends what i was doing they'll look at you give me like this funny face i remember you know i remember i spoke to like someone and i I tried to explain to them what i was doing dude they'll give me like this really like funny face like bro like what the fuck are you doing you know go back to go back to like um get back to like studying but then I was like always like no you know what the fuck are you guys doing you guys are starting and you know gonna get a job and then what are you gonna do you know just make like three grand a month and I'm not, I'm not gonna settle for that shit you know I always wanted like more in life yeah cool so was there was there a big kind of turning point where things just started working for you so <laughs> so when I was working on my Amazon FBA business I was still like really you know like down and I was still like kind of like figuring like the way out it wasn't until I was still following the guy, you know, Hidden Boss, and I saw that this guy was running a new business and he was actually working on this thing called Shopify dropshipping, all right? Yeah, right. So it's basically, you know, you know what you're doing as well and what, you know, we are all doing and probably what this podcast is about. 
So I saw that, wow, you know, this guy is, you know, making money from dropshipping right now. I was kind of curious, you know, what, how are these people like making so much money? And because I saw, I was seeing all these screenshots, like, you know, people are making $500 per day and $1,000 per day. And I was like, whoa, $1,000 per day. How the fuck is that possible? That's not like, you know, that wasn't, that didn't make sense in my reality. So I followed him and yeah, you know, I followed his footsteps again. So, you know, firstly it was the Instagram thing and right now it's the, the dropshipping thing. So I followed his footsteps and I was like, hey bro, you know, I'm just gonna follow this guy because he, this guy's smart. He probably knows what he's doing. You know, if he's doing, running this business, it's working. So I started my own Shopify store and the first five months was hell, man. I was like losing money every single month and I was still making money from Instagram because I was selling shoutouts out and stuff. So I was using that to supplement my dropshipping business. I was losing lots of money until, you know, one day, you know, found my winning product, my first winning product. And dude, that was just, dude, that was fucked, man. That was so <laughs> fucked, man. You know. So when I found a winning product, you know, I went from broke, having a scarcity mindset, to making over twenty thousand dollars in profit the next month. Wow, that's, that's that's the funny thing about about drop shipping and different e-commerce online is that it, it, everything can change in a moment. You know, it's just it's really magical. So, um, okay, yeah, that's a, that's that's a huge that's a huge switch. And at, at this point, where were you in your life? Um, you were what age? You were living where? I'll give it kind of paint the picture for us. So back then. Before I started having success, I was living, living with, my, with my parents, and kind of right now I'm still kind of living with my parents. But most of the time, I spend my life traveling. So I was—I think I was 16 or 17 years old. No, I was 17 years old, and I was living with my parents, and then I was living life. You know, I was almost in a way like um, living life normally, except I was working super hard, and I wasn't really hanging out with my friends. I was probably hanging out with my friends like once every week. So literally, I kind of be isolated like um, six days a week, and then maybe the seventh day, you know, so I see my friends for like one two hours, and then you know go back to the life of like super like hustling and grinding. And bro, I I remember, dude, I I remember the feeling exactly, man, how it felt like, you know. Dude, it felt like forever before I actually found something that worked. Because, like, bear in mind, you know, it took me around, like, one and a half years to finally, you know, actually see some money coming and actually, like, you know, make some money. Like, one and a half years of, like, fucking, like, you know, trying to figure shit out and mm-hmm. trying to, like, working my ass off. And then... <laughs> and, dude, man, I remember when I found the first winning pro, it was almost... The feeling was crazy, Cause I was like, wow, this is so amazing. I didn't know that this was possible. I didn't know that, you know, making so like $20,000 a month and like, dude, like imagine like a 17 years old kid, like, um, from like a poor family, you know, didn't have much in life with a scarcity mindset to making like $20,000 in one month, you know, literally from zero to like $20,000 a month. It was literally like zero to $20,000 a month. There was no like, you know, one, two, three, four, five. It was like zero to $20,000 the next month. And I was like, wow, this shit works. Bro, you know, I was gonna go on in this. And when I made my first, I think it was like $400 per day in profit, I knew that I wasn't gonna work a 9 to 5 job anymore. It was that day, and I was like, okay, cool. This shit works. I'm gonna give it my all. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go and work for a boss. I'm gonna figure this shit out, and, you know, I'm gonna, you know, create my the lifestyle, my dreams. You know, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um,. Yeah, man. So, well, one thing that I find really interesting about you is it seems you've gone through many different stages within your life. And now, so after you started making that money, what was your mindset like then? And did you feel that fulfillment that you 
um, worth seeking? I guess so. You had the monetary fulfillment, but what what happened after that? So now you, now you have the money coming in, um, so you're free, so you're, you're financially free. So what 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 next? Yeah, so it was kind of interesting. You know, I was. Yeah, it's a it's a really good question because you know this is something that I'm so kind of like I'm working with you know every single day kind of like questioning myself you know how can I um, be more fulfilled every single day right mm-hmm. so I'll kind of go back to you know when I first started making money first before actually explaining like my current position in life and how I like what I'm kind of like working on right now so when I first started having success and I had the monetary like fulfillment man so when I first like started making money. It was really epic because my whole life, you know, from like, you know, all the way up to like 17 years old, it was all that I cared about. It was all that I thought. I didn't even know I was like spiritual growth. I didn't care about personal development. All I cared was about making money. And I, that was almost like, I thought that was going to be the magic red pill. But of course, you know, I went down that path and then I was, I thought that money would fix all my insecurities, get me all the girls that I want, <laughs> you know, make me feel like whole and complete. But then of course I was wrong. And it got to a point where I started asking myself, okay, cool, what's, Okay, right now I'm making money. I'm traveling the world, and this was around, I think one year ago, right? Mm-hmm. This was around one year ago. Yeah. So I'm asking myself, right now I'm making money. I'm traveling, and you know I'm making lots of cool people, but I still kind of feel, you know, I still don't feel whole and complete. I still feel like something is missing in my life. I still don't really know what's like, you know, what? Why do I feel like like this? So I was thinking, ah, okay, cool. I think I got it. Maybe it's because I didn't have a girlfriend, you know. I was thinking, yeah. Maybe because I didn't yeah. have enough girls in my life, you know. The the, the, the nice thing is gonna fill the hole, right? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, okay, cool. So if I had like, you know, the approval from girls from the opposite sex, that must complete me. That must make me feel fulfilled and whole. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did, man. And I went down this path of like, you know, picking up girls, and mm-hmm. I was so. And bro, you know, I was so engrossed in, you know, like freaking out how to pick up girls like back then. Because that was, in a way, I projected, you know, the the sense of like fulfillment, you know, on like, you know, picking up girls. So I thought that by picking up girls and, you know, getting the approval, make, getting them to like me, it's gonna, you know, make me feel whole and complete. So right. that's that's what I did, you know, I was watching lots of videos, I was trying to figure out like, okay, cool, why, why am I... Not, you know, why, although I was like kind of having success, but why, why, why aren't girls coming to me yet? I was like, kind of, because I, I used to think that if I made like lots of money, like somehow people recognize me and somehow people would like, you know, come to me, but then it was wrong, you know, people didn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> people don't want to give a shit. Right. So, so did you find, did you, did you find success with picking up girls and finding? Yeah. So this is a good point, right? So. <laughs> It got to a point where, you know, in my pickup journey where I started to realize that, you know, I had so much like, limitation, I had so much resistance when it comes to picking up girls in the past. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, in the past I was projecting, I was in a way like so needy because I thought that having like a girl would kind of make me whole and complete. Right. I was pretty bad at it to be like super blind and honest. I was kind of bad because... I had so much resistance to, you know, just like talking to like someone in public, you know, although, you know, it seemed like a completely like neutral situation, but back then, to me, I was like, oh my God, you know, I, I need to make this happen. If I don't make this happen, I'm less of a man. So mm-hmm. I was really like putting women on a pedestal and, mm-hmm. you know, saying that, okay, I need them to complete me. So, you know, I got, I, I was kind of bad, you know, I was kind of bad, long story short, I was kind of bad. But I got to a point in my life, you know, I was still like pushing, pushing on, pushing on because I thought that that would be the answer. 
And then it got to a point where I, you know, I met this, so I met this guy in um, um America, and he told me that, bro, you know, since back then I was still a virgin, so he told me like, bro, you know, since you're still a virgin, you should, you know, just face your fears, man, go and you know, pay for some hookers, you know, pay for some prostitutes. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you're right, bro. I'm gonna do that, man. Yeah, I'm gonna pay. Maybe that's what's gonna make me feel fulfilled, right? So that's why I, you know, I went back to um Singapore and then. I did it, man. So I went to like the brothels in Singapore because I was so bad in like, picking a woman. I didn't, I couldn't figure out how to like, make a woman sleep with me because I was still virgin. You know, I had no like woman experience because I was like an introvert my whole life. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm just gonna have sex, man. I don't care, man. I have the money now, right now. I'm just gonna do whatever the fuck I wanna do. So yeah, you know. So you went to the brothel. Bro, I went to the brothel. Okay, for the first time, and I was. Just, I remember, you know, the first time when I went in the brothel, I was, like, so terrified, you know, because I was, like, what, 17 or 18 years old, right? And I was, like, oh, my God, is everyone judging me? And I felt so much guilt, shame, and fear. But in a way, you know, the high was crazy. The first time I had sex, I was, like, oh, you know, this is, oh, there's so much high, you know, so much, like, stimulation. And then I started going there every single week. <laughs> and it was funny, you know. It got to a point where I was, you know, addicted to hookers, you know, I was really, really addicted to hookers. You know, I would um, go to the prostitute like three times a week. Maybe I was using that to mask the fact that I was bad with women. So I was just like, you know, going to prostitutes every, like, um, you know, every single week. And then, you know, trying to find, like, and find an answer, you know. But it, was, it felt good at the point of time. And it got to a point where I was like, okay, cool, you know, I want to really, like, experience, like, kind of the real girls. You know, I really want to, I still want to have sex, but then I also want to, like, do lots of pickup. So back then I was working maybe two to three hours a day, so you know I spent a lot of time like figuring out like this picking up thing and like you know going to hookers. <laughs> it's kind of funny. And then I kind of met up with another friend. His name's Ez. He's a really good, great friend of mine. And then the guy is really different from me because he was like the extroverted guy. I was more of an introvert like in the past. And he was really, really good with women. And it seemed like women would just come to him like for no reason. And I was like really curious. So I started like, you know, asking him, bro, how do you do it? Hey, bro, he just told me, you know, just gonna be chill, man. So we went to Thailand together, right? And that's actually when I first started like, you know, getting like a lot better with women. I was like really like, I was able to confidently walk up to like any woman and like talk to them confidently, look at them in the eyes and you know, not be afraid and you know, get their number and stuff. And I got kind of good with women. And that's when I first like met my girlfriend, you know, Sylvia. Now she's kind of with me and she's um, in Korea. So I met her in Thailand. And then, <laughs> it's funny. You know, I thought that having a girlfriend would complete me. And yeah. I was wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> so I have the money, alright? And I was like I'm like what? Eighteen years old, nineteen mm -hmm. years old, right? I have the money. And now I have a pretty girlfriend. And I'm traveling over, I'm meeting lots of awesome people that I never thought I could like, you know, meet. But I still feel like there's this void inside me, like what the fuck is going on? And that's when I really started to look inwards and I really started to in a way like, you know, dive inwards like, okay, cool, what is actually you know, what what am I actually lacking? And yeah, so I went down on this, you know, like spiritual journey, especially like this year. And I really started looking for answers. And that's when I actually did my first like, ayahuasca retreat with you. Yeah. <laughs> and then, bro. What's that? Okay. That day, you know, when I first did my ayahuasca retreat, you know, I think that changed my life, man. And ever since then, you know, I've been really like kind of like, Instead of always trying to seek answers from the external, I'm, right now I'm kind of like more looking inwards like, okay, mm -hmm. cool, you know, um, why do I not feel whole and complete, right? And I realized that a lot of the answers is because of my child and my social conditioning, making, you know, us as a collective to believe that, you know, we need something on the external to make us whole and complete. But then I actually realized that down my journey that, you know, 
what we want to find on the external, everything's actually, you know, found like within us, you know, all this like love, all this joy, all this peace, all these like states of emotion that we want to feel, it's all found within us. But of course, you know, I'm not saying that I'm there yet. But I had this realization, you know, when I did the ayahuasca retreat, right? I just really like craziest, like my fucking craziest <laughs> realization. So on the first night, when we drank the ayahuasca, I had to face my own death. It was, it was pretty crazy because, you know, I was going through like a really tough time and it was so scary. And during the trip, you feel like you feel like you're going to die. At least, you know, your ego is going to feel like it's going to die. <laughs> And you really think that you're gonna die, although you're still like there, sitting normally. But then you feel like you're really gonna die. And then I was forced to f- like face my mortality, and I realized, you know, how ungrateful I was. You know, how I was taking things for granted. How I was, I was actually, you know, in a lack mindset. Although I had like a lot on the external, and I realized that what I needed to do wasn't to chase more, but was to realize that I already had all that I actually like, wanted in life. And that was the first night. And the second night, I had an even like crazy experience. Because, you know, I think what I felt was, you know, I opened like my third eye for like six hours. And I saw like all the illusions that I'd be hanging on to. And I also realized that that night, all the happiness and all the love that we actually want to feel is all like found within us. And that was really huge. Although I don't feel like that, you know, all the time. Some of the time I do, but most of the time I don't. But it was like a really good like reference point, you know. So right now I know that okay, cool, this is actually possible, you know. Through the ayahuasca culture, I realized that wow, you know, I could actually feel so whole and complete within myself. So in a way, I kind of have like a reference point to work with. And right now, you know, I'm kind of every single day, I'm kind of like reprogramming my unconscious brain, reprogramming my my subconscious to feel like this the higher states of emotion like throughout the day. So it's really about, you know, unpacking what I learned from the ayahuasca retreat, what I learned from life, and then seeing like, okay, cool, how can I actually integrate like all of this into my daily life so that I can feel whole and complete all the time. But of course, you know, I, I'm still in my journey and, you know, I have so much work to do and I feel like, you know, there's still like really like so much more for me and yeah, you know. Yeah, you're definitely on the right path, man. So, so what, what, what does it look like to do the reprogramming? How, how are you going about doing that? Like the reprogramming, like the subconscious. Yeah, because cause I, I definitely, in, in my own journey, I found myself still many times looking externally and being like, oh, well, I needed this. There, there's no need, right? I mean, you look at other people and there's this comparison thing going on. It's just like, it's, it's, it's all an illusion. And it's all like this fear of missing out. There's all these different things that kind of like play upon my mind through business and through everything else. And it's just like... I know it's on illusion, but I have to remind myself of that periodically because it seems like a lot of us are going through this, this, this same kind of thing. Like it's just realizing that like we can't seek happiness externally, that we can't seek completeness or wholeness externally because it's, it's just an illusion. Right. So, yeah, so I'm really interested in what your practices are to attempt to um, re- re- reprogram your mind. So the reason why I believe that, you know, we although consciously might know that okay, cool, happiness comes from within, but and even you know, even for me, but subconsciously don't think so. Because, you know, we you are brought up to believe that you need all of these things on the external to be happy. So your body and your mind is on a whole like different program, right? So I've been following this guy, his name is called Doctor Joe Dispenza and he mm-hmm. says it really well. You say that you wanna be happy, but then your pro- your body is on a different like software, your unconscious 
So basically, you know, your unconscious mind is like the, it runs you. It's like literally like 95% of all the thoughts, feelings, and actions are on autopilot every single day. So the question isn't about trying to change the way you think, okay, in a way it is. But the question is really like, you know, how can you reset like, you know, all your beliefs that you have about fulfillment, about money, about everything, you know, and really kind of use your beliefs to advantage rather than to your disadvantage because the reason why if right now you're kind of listening to this podcast the reason why you're not feeling whole and complete right now is because your belief somewhere is just messed up you know there's a dysfunctional belief so right now the question isn't like okay cool how can i you know um add more to my life how can i the question is how can i actually let go of the beliefs that's not that's not serving me so what i do on a daily basis is you know firstly like meditation so when I wake up in the morning, I kind of meditate for one hour and I follow like a guided meditation. So what it does is, you know, it puts you in a, in a, it puts you in a state of conscious awareness. So when you go on like throughout your day, you're not like reacting to all those like things that happen. You're in a way like more aware and you're more conscious. So you can actually watch like your thoughts, watch your actions and see, you know, what is actually in a way you can, you can almost like watch yourself and see like, okay, cool, how you're actually reacting. And the moment you stop reacting to, you know, who you think you are, the moment you stop reacting to like your thoughts, feelings, and you know, your, the, the way of, the way you're being, it's the moment you can actually kind of like take back the power and take back the control. Because the moment you are aware of it, you cannot exist anymore. The ego cannot exist anymore. So it's really about like being like more aware and really questioning all the thoughts and feelings that you have right now. Why don't you feel whole and complete right now? You know, what's actually stopping you? Why do I have this thought? Why do I feel like I need to compete with him? Right? Why do I feel like I'm comparing myself with him? Because all of this thought, none of that, none of it actually came from you. Everything came from your environment. Right? Because when we are young, we are all like, you know, when we are young, if you kind of like think back to your child, you probably like feel like super happy and that's because you haven't been brainwashed by society yet. And the reason why, you know, we don't feel incomplete is because we've been brainwashed. So, being really conscious of the thoughts that you have, the feelings that you feel throughout the day. And also realizing that, you know, if right now you're not feeling good about where you are in life right now, there's actually the much more, like, there's, you know, the f- there's actually so much more that's possible, right? You can actually feel higher states of emotion all the time. I don't know, I don't really want to say all the time because I don't know if, you know, if that's actually sustainable. But from what I see, you know, from what I starting, like, really, like, um, fulfill people, I realized that, they seem to be like really happy all the time. So I feel like that's actually a possibility. So it's realizing that, you know, okay, cool. It's actually possible to feel really, really fucking good all the time. You know, I just need to reset my mind. So once you have this in like benchmark, you know that, okay, it's actually possible. Right now you can actually start like going down the path of rewiring your brain by meditation, focusing on gratitude, focusing on things which you cannot have in your life. Because so many of us, you know, we take things for granted. And... I really like to like journal, so like, you know, what I do in the morning, you know, sounds kind of, like, I don't know why, I feel like a little bit resistance like saying this, but you know, fuck it, I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, every day in the morning, I'll just say things that I'm grateful for, what, you know, you know, I'm thinking of things that I'm grateful for, right down, and you know, I'm grateful for, you know, having like a shelter over my, over my, um, over my head, you know, and then thinking that right now, someone else in Africa, someone else in like the de- developing countries, they don't have a shelter. There are people, homeless people out there, and I'm realizing that wow, I'm actually in a very good place in life right now. Yeah. And then thinking about you know the kind of like friendships that I have, and like you know, like yeah, you know, being with you guys right now, it's pretty fucking crazy, man. You know, two years ago, you know, I'll do anything to have this kind of friendship in my life. And I'm really taking that in and realizing, yeah, you know, this is fucking awesome, you know. And then thinking about like things that I'm grateful for, and before you sleep as well. So 
before I sleep, I also think about things which I'm grateful for. Spend like 10 minutes. So before I sleep, I literally, you know, I'll put, I'll put a timer of 10 minutes on my phone. You know, set it, I'll set it for 10 minutes. And then I'll just close my eyes and then I'll think, okay, cool. What am I grateful for today? Think of like as many things which I'm grateful for as much as possible. <laughs> and I think in a way, it kind of like revives your brain because when you actually put yourself in a state of gratitude, you feel really fucking awesome. And then when you go to sleep in a state and you wake up, you know, you feel like so much more different. Right. And I feel like that's actually like how you actually kind of like start like reprogramming your brain by, you know, putting yourself in a state that you want to be in and trying to put yourself in a state which you want to be in for as long as possible because that's what ultimately we are all like aiming for. So I've been trying to like do that and then I kind of think like, okay, cool, how can I feel like these higher states of emotion throughout my day? Whether it be like gratitude, love or like, you know, happiness and yeah. I think it really comes down to a change of perspective because scarcity really is just an illusion, you know. Yeah. If you really think about it, it's all made up in our head. It doesn't really exist. And it's all about shifting the way you perceive the world, perceive like life. Yeah, it's all about perspective, man. It's really, yeah. So I'm going, I'm going to try that uh, pre pre sleep. So I, I have um, like the five minute journal. I do, I do gratitude in the morning. I do it also before I go to bed. And it's just, it's just a matter of perspective, man. Like I'm kicking it in Bali with like around awesome human beings like you guys, just like living a really, really amazing life. Sometimes I get so caught up in my business, my work, and this and that, and like mostly business and work. You know, I just get, I just get hyper focused, and I forget how awesome my life is. So I just get in this tunnel vision of letting things don't work out and I get stressed out. It's like, no, you just gotta like, take a step back and just remind yourself of how how awesome the life that we've been given really is. Like we, we have so much freedom, so much possibility. It's really amazing. Yeah, you know, it's literally about just changing your focus. You know, the more, you, wherever your like energy goes, you will expand. So the more you focus on what you have, you know, the more you can like, feel that and you know, just bring that in your daily life, man. Yeah, when, when it comes to, you're, you're, so Gary has um, a YouTube channel, which um, the link will be in the bio, so definitely check that out. It's awesome. Um, so I've been watching a bunch of your videos recently. Oh, shit, that's and awesome. Just, um, yeah, dude, and, and it's been really helpful because like, I feel like ever since I started online business, I've had this idea that there's like a closing door that I'm just like somehow squeaking my way through. And if I don't hurry right now, it's going to close. I'm going to be like fucked forever, which is, which is pretty ridiculous because the skills I've gained through um, dropshipping and e-commerce um, I could translate into it's always going to be beneficial for me right there, there really is no closing door but I had this like idea in my head that's like I need to hurry right now or else competition is going to be too much it's not going to work I'm not going to make as much money as I want to I'm going to be stuck like I'm not to go home and like get a job in a restaurant you know what I mean like just these ridiculous thoughts that keep going on and uh, you've had a few things that you said uh which really helped, you know, just like, um, one thing just talking about, talking about dropshipping and e-commerce, like, you know, there's new products being made every day, right? In China, there's new, there's new products every day, right? Every day and, and, and e-commerce is a multi-trillion dollar industry, right? So there's, there's, there's constantly buyers as well. So these kind of things just kind of really helped me to just reset my mind of like getting out of this, falling back into the scarcity mindset of fear of like missing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that, man, because, yeah, you know, it's kind of like, I'm um, cool to hear that, that they're watching my videos and it's helping you, it feels good. And, yeah, you know, just keep, um, I don't know what to say, man. <laughs> no, it's cool, man. Just, <laughs> yeah, just keep, keep, keep cranking out your content, dude. It's awesome. It's, it's been really helpful for me. Um, I, I listened to another podcast, like, uh, recently, it's by Ryan Moran. I think I might yeah so so he he had, um he was he was a burning man and he um 
He like he like saw Aubrey Marcus and they were talking about some shit and Aubrey just got in his car accident where he split his face open and he's realized that like this has some deep realizations about life and how he was like using his using his looks to gain things in life right yeah, and then he got taken his looks got taken away so it was, it was really heavy for him to kind of deal with and and this sent Brian Moran on this journey of like thinking about his own life he's like in his mid-30s multi-millionaire done really well for himself through Amazon has his own podcast has the capitalism conference he's done very well by societal norms and he kind of just dug deep and just re- realized that like everything that he was doing was because of some childhood incidents oh, that occurred to him, right? Like he got like yeah, he had some tra- traumatizing incidents in his childhood, and he realized that everything that he was working for was just to like try to Run shed away. that, right? Yeah, he's thirty-three. Yeah, man, it's, it's a tough realization to have um, at any point in your life, just realizing that everything that you were kind of working for was based off of this trauma, this scarcity. It all comes down to scarcity. Yeah, that's so true. Like, it it yeah. all comes down to scarcity, just feeling like you're not enough. Yeah, this feeling of like, you know, right now where you are isn't like good enough. It all comes down to like a lot of, you know, like bullshit programming that we have been fed, you know, when we were, when we were like young, when we were growing up. And most of it we got it from our parents because, you know, um, that's, our parents are probably like the most influential like figures in our life. And I really started to realize this as well. And it's also kind of like a tough pill to swallow, you know, to say that there's actually nothing to chase for in life and right now in this instance everything's already perfect the way it is you're like wait what the fuck so why am I you know doing this doing that doing that you know so yeah but I, I still think that there's still a, a reason for the game right it's, it's about growth and expansion for for me at least it's about growing as much as you can as a human being to become the best possible version of yourself yeah definitely be. because uh, yeah I also had this realization you know because a few months ago, I, ca- I kind of had this thought, like, I kind of had this, like, um, feeling, you know, I was, like, thinking, cool, if everything's already perfect, does that mean that right now I don't have to do anything? And that felt a little bit depressing. And then I realized that, you know, there's this guy, he said it really well. The reason why anyone is depressed is because you feel like tomorrow is not going to be better than today. You feel like, you know, the future is not going to be better than um, right now. So also, in a way, I feel like it's also very important to, you know, be excited for the future because yeah I kind of have been working on that lately like seeing like okay how can I work on things which will actually make me excited for the, or like uh, excited for and yeah taking that with me you actually feel a lot more like energized you know you feel like really more inspired to like go out there and you know crush it go out there and like you know grow and you know expand and I and, I f- and right now I kind of like feel like expansion is very important but at the same time I also kind of understand that you know because for me you know I this year I've gone down like this, I've really like a um, spiritual path and I actually saw that, you know, there were like many like different, you know, I was basically following like those enlightened people, you know, enlightened beings, you know, like Sad Guru and those guys are so awesome. And they're just, and they're saying like another kind of stuff. They're saying things like, you know, there's no, there's no meaning in life. There's no need to give life a meaning. You just have to live totally and there, and then, you know, there won't be any suffering. I was like, well, bro, what the fuck is this thing? I don't really like, you know, understand it. So I feel like, as like you know as like a collective it's always about in a way like evolving so right now we, we might feel like okay cool we're gonna you know like you know crushing business we're crushing our life and then maybe we get then we get there and then i feel like there'll come a point for like the collect like um as in like the collective of us where we just you know like hit this point where 
all of us just like, feel like you know fucking like amazing fucking like awesome and you know feel like highest states of emotion and I've been following this guy, you know, his name's called Aaron Donty, and he's talking about, like, you know, spiritual awakening, and how, you know, actually, like, right now, the Earth is, you know, we are going through this thing called spiritual awakening, and everyone is, you know, in a way, like, waking up, more and more people are really waking up to, to, to waking up and realizing that life is so much more than just these physical experiences that we're having, you know, there's actually, like, a spiritual aspect of life, and we are actually, like, immortal spiritual beings having a temporary human experience, and the more we can realize that, you know, we are actually, like, spiritual beings, and we actually come from higher like you know states of emotion we are actually like love joy you know peace the more we can reconnect to that the more we can actually you know feel at ease without even having to like you know need to do anything and i feel like as a collective you know we are all gonna get there like uh, maybe in the next 10 20 30 years you know who knows and yeah i'm kind of excited for that as well you know to really um yeah feel those like you know high states of emotions you know like all the time <laughs> i don't know man that's just like the way i you know see life man that's like what's giving me hope man you know yeah, yeah, man. It's definitely exciting times, man. There's a lot. There's a lot on the horizon. So, what 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 would you say to somebody who's sitting at home right now? Maybe they're maybe they're working a nine to five. You know, they're like hanging out and they're like hometown. Just like they had like dreams of so much more, but they just haven't been able to haven't been able to quite crack it yet, right? What what would you what what advice would you give them or what would you say to them? So definitely, you know, I'll say you know to honor yourself. If right now you have a dream you have an idea of like where you want to go and you don't take action on it you know it's gonna it's gonna suck it's gonna it's gonna be very painful not just for you but you know for those around you because i realized that like looking back for me you know in my own experience although when i first like started on my online journey and my parents and my sister you know they were kind of like you know tell me not do it in a way like kind of you know yeah they were really like resisting the idea and told me that it was like a horrible idea but then after i started having success they actually like you know kind of um they kind of thanked me for it, you know, they were like grateful that, you know, I actually did it, you know, because they realized that they were actually wrong. So a lot of the reason why we don't actually go out there and, you know, do the things which we feel is the most authentic to us is because of resistance and it's because of what we are, we are, it's because of the fear of what, you know, the people around us think because we are afraid that they will not like, not like us anymore. They will, we are afraid that, you know, if we kind of like go down this path they will, you know, our self-image will, you know, change and, you know, it will be consistent. And it's realizing that, you know, if you don't actually take action right now, unconsciously, you're going to actually resent those who, you know, like, um, resent those who kind of like put you in the box that are in. And it's not going to be good for you and it's not going to be good for, you know, like your loved ones. Because your loved ones are, the, are those that care for you the most and they are, the, they are also the ones that kind of like stop you from, you know, like chasing your dreams in a funny way. So it's realizing that, you know, you're going to resent them for pulling you down and taking action, like, despite it, you know. Because I feel like, you know, when you actually take action, despite, like, what other people say, they will respect you, that's one. And then, in a way, you know, there will be, like, a... The relationship will be will, will grow into, like, uh, will become, like, much better. Because I feel like right now with my parents, you know, um, yeah, our relationship are always like kind of getting better every single day, you know, like more understanding, more compassion with each other. And I feel like it's because I have been, you know, relentlessly like kind of like being on my path. And you know, although they are telling me different things, but I was still like, you know, doing things which I feel like is right for me. And not, I won't say not caring about them, but taking their opinion and kind of like taking it with a grain of salt, but still like doing what I um, feel like to do the best. And eventually, you know, things will only get better. And, you know, the more you actually, um, the more you actually go out there and, you know, do what you 
you know kind of like want to do the more you know i feel like the more fulfilled you'll be and you know ultimately like um this will sound kind of dark but you know life is super short like the truth is you don't know when you're gonna die you know um some people believe in afterlife or whatever but what we know is definitely like this life this experience that we're having right now is gonna end you know from your subject from your subjective point of reality it's gonna end so it's really realizing that wow you know fuck you know i'm really gonna fucking die you know yeah what can I do right now? If I'm gonna die tomorrow, you know, what am I gonna do that's gonna make me happy? Yeah, that's just beautiful, man. Honor, honor yourself. I love that. I absolutely love that because it's uh, it's true, man. And like, and, and one thing that you realize is that you can literally do anything you want to in life, and the world will just form around you. You know what I mean? Like, so if you're worried about what other people might be thinking, you just take, you just take you just take a direction in life, and everyone everything will adapt to that. You know, the people who love you and who are there for your family everything else they're going to adapt to whatever you decide to do i mean we all we all of us here probably live pretty alternative lifestyles right and like i go home and see my family a few times a year and like they're happy as hell to see me and we we connect we bond it's awesome right and sure like what i'm doing is not maybe ideal for them but at the same time it's just like the world forms around you and you still create the best life in whatever you want to do exactly you know yeah in a way, you know, learn to yeah, really honor yourself and yeah, go in the direction of your dreams. Because at the end of the day, you know, when you really, when you're on your deathbed, <laughs> the only thing that you're gonna look back is, you know, is the things that you didn't actually wanna, you know, do in life. And I kind of had the realization during my ayahuasca retreat, you know, when I kind of experienced, I was like, fuck, you know, I kind of fucking die. I can't. I have to be more grateful. I have to really like treat life more preciously. And you know, it's the same for you guys that are listening, you know, right now. You know, really take this, take this in, right? Stop like denying that it's not gonna happen because it's gonna fucking happen. You're gonna die one day, and it's unpredictable. You know, you don't know when it's gonna happen. Yeah, because it's one one small step, awesome. I was actually having a lot of resi- resistance with putting out this podcast, like not this one in particular, but in general, like doing the whole podcast thing. And um, I, I've uh, like a business coach, life coach lady. I hang out and talk to her like once a week. She told me, you know, thirty minutes a day, thirty minutes a day. It's been working on the podcast. That's all you need. Right, and I started in 30 minutes. And I get into it. I'm like, all right, on the more than 30 minutes, I enjoy it. You know what I mean? It's just getting this first steps going forward into that direction of like your destiny or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Take it slow, man. You don't have to just go all in. You know, just kind of take it slow and see whether you like it or not. Whatever, whatever you want to do, right? Because you know, at the end of the day, you know, the only regrets that you have is on the you know decisions that you didn't make. So just you know, do yeah, going. You you kind of know. You probably really know what you want to do, but you don't. You know. You're afraid of doing it, but, you know, just do it, man. You're going to fucking die anyway. Just fucking do it, man. <laughs> uh, there's one thing, there's one thing, uh, there's one thing. I think, I think it was all remarks somebody said. They're talking about, like, uh, they're saying, like, you know, like, if you, if you, it's, it's, it's to talk about reincarnation, right? So, like, the idea that we keep coming back over and over again. And then the idea is that, like, if you're on your deathbed and you have any other worldly desires no matter what i know what they're talking no, about no matter, yes i know what no they're matter, talking no about no matter what that could be when you're on your you're deathbed, gonna reincarnate you're gonna re- reincarnate again but if you go and yeah. you're like yeah man i gave my all i did everything i wanted to do i did exactly what i wanted to do the man yeah you've done you've done dude, your part <laughs> dude i literally like um, i was watching this video and it was basically yeah from this guy his name is called um brahmahansa yogananda he's a, like a, another yeah. enlightened guy right you're saying that you know on your deathbed if you yeah he literally said the exact same thing if you still have worldly desires you're gonna reincarnate 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 until you eventually this is some pretty bull stuff until you eventually become like, enlightened you know so yeah. like <laughs> the YouTube video is really funny because the title is attention all un- 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 unenlightened beings watch this video right now before you die <laughs> like, okay cool I'm not enlightened I'm gonna have to watch this video 
So he's saying that, yeah, you know, we are, and even like Buddha, he said this, you know, he said that um, if we don't wake up to like the truth of like what reality is, don't kind of wake up to like, you know, yeah, you know, like the, the Maya, they call it like the illusion of the world. We're going to keep like reincarnating, reincarnating, reincarnating until, you know, we basically become enlightened and we, you know, kind of transcend the metrics and, you know, um, then, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't know, man, because I'm still, you know, I still have all these worldly desires, but yeah. that's kind of an interesting concept, though. You know, I kind of like it. I, I like it, man, because usually the things that I desire are the things I fear the most. <laughs> you know oh, what shit. I mean? Yeah. So it's like, so it's like, you know, so I need to, so like these, there's things that I'm afraid of and it's like, okay, I need to push through that because when I push through it, it's going to just like keep eating away at me. It's not the desires, none of desires is the right word, but like, the, the the drive is not going to go away. I just need to like push through these fears and like do these things that I'm capable of doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you need to do it, man. Otherwise, you know, otherwise it's going to break. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back, motherfuckers. Yeah. Cool, man. We're, we're, coming, we're coming near an end here. Um, but uh, yeah, so this is your first podcast, yeah? Yeah, it's my first. Uh, first of many, I'm sure, my friend. So um, where, where do you see Gary Lim one year from now? You gotta take a guess. Oh shit, that's a good question. I already thought about it. Oh man, but one if I'm not gonna do the army, man, it's gonna suck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about one if I'm not, but I can tell you that five years from now, I cannot have a vision of where I'll be five years yeah. from now. Yeah, yeah. I feel like five years from now, I'll be a lot more fulfilled. And forget about the externals, you know, whatever, you know, like. The idea that I have for myself is just to be so detached from the external and to be so fucking happy within. That you know, whatever happened on the external, I'm just like, okay, cool, I'm fucking happy, I don't care, man. Dude, that's where I want to be, man. Like, I think that's what everyone like wants to be, you know, to be so detached from the external and to be so, like, happy you know, all the time for no reason. And I think that's possible. And I feel like that's possible. The more you, like, let it go, the more, like, you detach yourself from it. Yeah, it's funny, man. That's what, that's what the shaman said that we sat down with. Because I, I was talking to him and I was asking, like, uh, the sh- our, our ayahuasca shaman. Um, I sat down and was, was talking to him and just kind of asked him, just kind of, like, not interviewing him, just kind of getting a feel for, like, who he was, what his background was, what his story was. Um, and that's what he, that's one thing he says is one of his biggest lessons from ayahuasca is just like you just learn that you know life is gonna throw different things to you and you just learn to keep that that levelness through it you know and you just kind of let slide off nothing really bothers you it's just like you just get to that point of just like centeredness yeah and, and I feel like that's what you know in, in a way like you know whether you believe on the universe or like spirits or whatever they always like, give you challenges. To force you to evolve and to grow and yeah. to like let go of what isn't serving you, you know the world, that's what the world is always like doing for you. And then it's yeah, you know, getting a point where you know whether you call it like enlightenment or whatever, right? Where you are so detached and you just feel like so fucking awesome all the time, right? And I think yeah, I think that's it, man. Yeah, and I know for me, it's always my tendency to try to hold on to the thing I wanted to be like, right? That's another thing that the shaman said. He said, you know, like. You know, you, you just have to learn to submit to the the waves of the world. You know, like Surrender the, the, the to life. yeah, submit to yeah. life is going to drive you in a direction. If you allow for it to drive you in the direction it chooses, and just go down that path, you're going to achieve more than you ever believe was exactly. possible. Exactly, I, I do believe in that as well. Yeah, and I think I think it's just a beautiful philosophy and a really nice kind of. Yeah, and the more doing. you surrender, you know, the more the more you feel at ease at whatever life throws at you, and yeah, the more you the more you surrender, I believe is the more happy you feel. And yeah, and I think that 
that is possible through you know like meditation and through a lot of like self inquiry. You know, every yeah. time like you feel some sort of like, resistance, some sort of like negative emotion, really like questioning yourself, like why do I feel this way, and then you know surrendering all of it. You know, and the more you surrender, I t- the more you'll find peace within yourself. And you know, it's kind of cool because I have experiences, you know, like um, recently where I felt so much, you know, at peace. You know, cool. And you know, it's just fucking awesome you know, to know that. It's actually possible to be so peaceful, you know, to feel like such crazy like, high states of emotions, you know, and yeah, and I think that's what I really wanna kind of like reconnect with is to like, really um, be more, um, be more free, you know, be more free from myself, be more free from my ego, you know, like stop reacting to like, all this shit, you know, just you know, chill. Yeah, man. <laughs> I think that's good, like. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's, it's a constant journey, man. Like all the shit we're talking about, we're both going through constantly. Yeah, you know, yeah. So it's, we're, we're not, and then we're it's not like, you know, it. once you get there, you know, it's like once you get there, you know, wherever you want to be, you know, once you find that peace within, it's like, bro, you share with the world, man. And now it's the time, like, cool. I feel so good. Although I don't have to share with the world because I really feel so good within. But then right now it's like, you know, cool. I want to share it because I want people to experience this like alongside of me as well. And then there's a path, man, you know, find peace within. And shave the wall. Yeah, I feel like that's like really my 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 calling, you know, because every everything that I do in life, you know, I feel like it's always kind of like come back to like what actually makes me feel the most fulfilled. It comes back to, you know, like giving and like teaching people about personal development, teaching people about how can how can they be like the best version of themselves. And I feel like it's always comes always it always like comes back to that. So I think, you know, that's my my destiny in a way, you know. Yeah. Fuck yeah! All right, all right, folks. Oh, man. Some some good ah, knowledge trend. there. So yeah. go out there and do some nice shit today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, awesome, man. Thanks for thanks for coming on, and um, I'm sure we'll have you on here again in the, sometime this year. Yeah, dude, that's awesome, man. Hopefully, you know, by the time I'm on the next time, you know, there'll be there'll be like more, you know, juicy knowledge. Yeah, and then I can share with you guys. And yeah, I think that's I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, crazy people. Uh, <laughs> hang out, like, subscribe, check out Gary Lim on YouTube. We'll have all the links around here. Gary, where can people find you? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, um, just on Instagram, I guess, you know. Right. Gary.lwq. You know, if you guys got any questions, you guys want to talk about anything, whether it's business, mindset, or what, you know, you can just like, hit me up, you know. I'm like super cool. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's at Gary, L-I-M. At G-A-R-Y dot L-W-Q. LWQ. LWQ, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, so that's right. Cool. Thank you, guys. <laughs>